tuning in to another episode of The Bold Platform. My name is Adrian, and I am the creator and host of this podcast. Uh, the Bold Platform is a space where we can interview women and girls throughout Australia who are working in their community, whether that be through a business, a project, a hobby, or just a one-off initiative to make their community a little bit better than how they found it. Um, I also hope that the podcast um, allows people to have a little bit of relief from the uh, typical or traditional news cycle, which can be a little bit overwhelming sometimes. So that's a little bit about the Bold Platform. If this is your first uh, episode, thank you so much. And if you've listened to some of our others, we really appreciate you coming back and listening to more of these beautiful stories. Today, I am joined by Remy from Baby in Time. Um, And before I introduce Remy and we get started, as the name suggests, um, today we will be talking about babies and we will be talking about pregnancy and um, infant loss. So if this episode is not the best um, topic for you to be delving into today, maybe just park this episode for another day and come back to it when it may be um, a little bit more appropriate, or you just can skip this one. That's totally fine as well. So let's get started. We're going to welcome Remy from Baby in Time. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here oh, and honoured yeah, have this platform to talk about it. Oh, well, I'm very honoured to get to spend the morning with you. Um, This episode, I guess, is a little bit different in that you're at the very, very beginning of your journey and with the Baby in Time project. So I'd really love if you could share with the listeners um, how Baby in Time came to be and and what's it all about. Sure. So uh, a couple of months ago, um, my partner and I were trying for a baby. Um, We've both always wanted to be parents and I've always been a very maternal person. Uh, So when we started trying, it was very exciting. Um, And then at Christmas time, we fell pregnant, which of course for any new parents is, you know, overwhelming. Um, and we were so excited to tell all of our friends and family and share the news. And I know there is the 12 week rule that people, you know, wait to hear. But for me, when something good happens in my life and something bad happens, I'm more than open to talk about it. Um, so obviously our friends and family were so excited, um, We went for our six-week scan and there was a heartbeat. Um, It wasn't very strong, but, of of course, the baby was growing. Uh, So, you know, a little bit of doubt and worry, but you have to, you know, kind of um, think positively. And then we went for the eight-week scan and there wasn't any heartbeat, which was shattering. Mm. (laughs) Um, And obviously... um, emotionally physically and mentally draining for my partner and I yes and so when I went through this time I uh after you know grieving through this process and I was constantly wanting to reach out and listen to other women and men that have gone through this devastating loss and so I started listening and reading to reading these uh, blog posts. Uh, this lady in America has a campaign called hashtag I had a miscarriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, she shares, uh, stories from what women and men have experienced. And it was so refreshing just to hear that other people had gone through this like heartbreaking loss and I wasn't alone. Um, So then I also started thinking that there is such a need for people to have something tangible to hold on to through a grieving process. That's one of the biggest factors um, in grieving is to, you know, hold something close to you. So um, I wanted to create something for these women and men uh, and that was where Baby in Time started. Wow. So Baby in Time is a community support group at its core um, to support and empower women and men through pregnancy and infant loss. Uh, And we offer a bank of resources um, from professionals to assist them in their grief because obviously I'm not um, experienced in that field. Uh, And then we also offer um, community uh, coffee meetups just monthly because I find, you know, face-to-face 
people can, you know, really let their guard down and tell their stories if they're willing to or also listen to other people's stories. Uh, and then there is also an element of um, products that we will offer um, to, for women and men to honour their angel babies. So we're partnering with Kate and Cole, um, who are an Australian um, jewellery uh, boutique and producing little um, necklaces will be our first product um, that is a little bean to honour pregnancy and infant loss. So That is so beautiful. Yeah, thank wow. you. <laughs> wow, this is – I had a little bit of an idea on what it was um, just from your social media. Yeah. Um, and when I sort of overheard you telling someone the other day when, when I first found out about it, but that's yeah. way more than what I thought, which is huge. So it's a couple of things I want want to go into but one thing straight off the bat I have not had any experience in this area so anything that I say is coming purely from the sidelines yeah but one thing that really stuck out to me in what you just said is women and men yes and I've listened to podcasts or I've heard family and friends who have experienced Mm -hmm. um whether it's infertility, which I know is not your area of expertise, like the area that you're getting into, but pregnancy yeah. and infancy loss. Um, and it's a lot of it is about the mother yeah. and the women yeah. or the mothers in some situations. Why is it important for you for that to – like every time you said it, you said women Re- and, and men. men. Why yes. is that important for you? Is that like a very specific thing that you have decided yes. to do? Yes, definitely. So – when my partner and I were going through it, obviously the women experiences the loss physically, um, and but the man is expected to um, be the rock for the woman and the core of support. And I feel like they are often ignored in the whole situation, and that's devastating because you know women go through um, depression after these you know, I think the percentages are pretty high for women that have experienced pregnancy and infant loss of depression, but also men, Mm. like we're so aware of mental health issues in men. And, um, yeah, I think it's so important that men break down these barriers and start talking about it. And my partner, actually, when I told him about baby and time, he's been so supportive and amazing. He said, he's not the type to talk about his feelings but he said to me I'm willing to write a story for your blog post because I think that there is such a important need for men to talk about how they support their partners through this and also support themselves yeah definitely and you're right like so much of it is focused on the female because she's physically experiencing the pain, the yeah. bleeding, the the loss, the yeah. procedures, if that's the path that she, the, the doctors recommend yes. that she go down. But then there's all this onus on the man to, mm-hmm. like, keep a family running if there is already a family yeah. or to keep the household running or to keep going back to work but also then be there for his wife. Like, no one teaches either parties, the mums no. or the dads, no. what, what it is that they need to do and they need to say I just think it's awesome that you're equally focused on both yeah like men both and parties. women regardless of the makeup of the relationship whether it's two mums two dads or a mum and a dad yeah it's both genders that are being supported yeah I think that's really important definitely and I think um yeah women um you know they this is a topic that is swept under the rug. Like, you know, you, if someone dies, you send them flowers or you send them a card and apologise for their loss. Yes. But since I've come out with my story, the amount of people in my life that have put their hand up and said to me, I have been through that as well and I'm close to these pe- people and have had no idea you that they've no gone idea. through this. Mm. And, like, when I did experience the loss, the people that I had told, I sent an e- uh, sorry, a text message out to those people and said, this has happened, we're devastated, but we just wanted you to know that we're all so glad that we, we told you all because now we have a supportive circle. Right. Um, and everyone thanked us so much for being so honest because then they could be there for us when we needed them the most yeah and there's nothing worse right than just realizing that this person super close to you has been through this horrific thing and then going I could have helped I could have brought food I could have looked after your other kids I could have like just gone for a walk with you or just sat and 
watch Bachelor in Paradise with yeah. you or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you don't, if you don't know, and that's obviously a very personal thing. If people yes, definitely to um, share exactly or not. there is a decision. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, um, you mentioned just then around people sort of being able to say I'm sorry for your loss and giving people that opportunity. Mm. One thing that I personally find and I know that people when I've spoken to them about this is it not knowing what, what to, to say, say. and yes. what to do. And I know for every single person it is going to be different. Yeah. But for you, mm-hmm. what what helped with that people either did or said or didn't say? Yes. What did you find like actually gave you a little bit of reprieve for you and your partner a little bit of comfort yeah sure so I so with this loss we've also lost two people in our lives in the last couple of months so it's made me really understand the process of grief and the process of being a support for someone else um, and also receiving that support so um, I want Baby in Time to be a platform that educates people as well that haven't been through this loss of the right thing to say and the wrong thing to say. You know, not scripted exactly, but sure. just... A, just some pointers. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also people, just to educate people that have, have been, um, haven't been through it, that might go through it in the future because it's so common, one in four women go through this um so basically for me it was uh just people not trying to fix the problem but just reassuring me that they were there they were sorry that that I've had to experience this loss and um yeah just reassuring that they were there and they were going to be supportive and listening to me and I think a lot of I recently did a post it was hashtag say their name day Um, And for me, obviously, my baby didn't have a name yet. But um, when I was looking into this um, Say Their Name Day that SANS Australia has started, um, one of the key processes in grief is for parents to be able to talk about their baby that they've lost. And a lot of people think that that's, you know, oh, that's a sensitive topic. I don't want to bring that up because it might upset them. Mm. But for them, it makes it feel like, their baby existed and had a had a position you know had something in this life so and it makes it real like it's not just this thing that oh we don't talk about their pregnancy yeah that that didn't eventuate like it just it just becomes part of their family and becomes part of their family's story yeah exactly Mm. yeah Yeah. so let's talk about the so there's sort of the three parts of baby in time so the face-to-face community coffees which is open for for men and women yes um, my partner is going to come along to the first one good on him and um we've got another couple that have experienced stillborn um recently and uh her partner is also going to come along um and I think that you know it's yes it's common for women to meet up and have coffees and talk about these things but bringing your partner along to something like this is a big step like massive yeah and I think you know I talked to my partner about it and said would you be willing to say something at the start to kind of let people's guards down and if they're willing to share they can but if not that's okay as well uh but yeah we'll see how it goes it's important just to open up that space I think and to make everyone as comfortable as I can and you know people will come and go and it might not be for them and that's fine they'll find another resource that's out there that will help that is for them you know similar to what we're saying in terms of what words work and what gestures work it's not it's not a one size fits all people will find what works for them and that's why I think the online blog is so important because there's people that might not be ready to meet up in person or might not ever want to um and that's why you know from the comfort you know, if you wake up in the middle of the night and you're alone, at least you've got other, you can read that other people are going through this as well. And, yeah. um, yeah, one in four women go through this and apparently it's increasing to one in three, uh, recently. And also six stillborn babies are born a day in, um, Australia and it hasn't reduced in two decades. Wow. And in 40% of pregnancy, and infant loss cases, the cause of death is unknown. So it's just, just, yeah. So 30% of the profits from each necklace sold, um, will go into, um, research and awareness 
for Amazing. for this. Okay. Yeah, it's wow. really important. Those statistics are absolutely terrifying. I, know, I had no idea before I went through this. Yeah, this is right. This is it, right? It's this education. It's like we don't know. Everyone's yeah. like you get married and then, you know, you go on your honeymoon and mm-hmm. you ramp up the bedroom activity a little bit and, you know, it's not yeah. like the movies where you roll over and the next morning you're pregnant. Like that's exactly. – and we fed that from such a young age. Yeah. It's, that's not the reality. Like those statistics alone. That's it. And also, like I was talking about before, educating people of what to say and what not to say, but also little things like, you know, when people say, you know, when are you having a baby or why mm. is there a big age gap between you, your first child and your second child? And for that, those conversations to be started, I think people need to be prepared that, for some women, that is the hardest conversation to have yeah. and it's kind of dropped into conversation without consideration. Yeah, I've never thought about it like that and that's so yeah. true. Like even with our girlfriends that have been married and, mm. you know, people like, oh, okay, when are you going to start a family? Like old grandma's asking. It's like, yeah. grandma, you can't say, yeah. can't say that because yeah. whilst they they may have a reason, they may not be ready to share it exactly. that day. That's like, it. Yeah, and you a know, really good point. If it, if it is the start of that conversation and you're, you're asking them to support them, then that's okay. But also... Sure. Yeah, I think little comments are made that probably, yeah, aren't taken into consideration, the bigger picture. And if you put that out there, you've got to be ready to hear their answer, which may not be very comfortable to hear or whatever that might be. Yeah, Mm. exactly. So you've got the community coffee catch-ups, then you've also got the products in terms of the ways to honour the um, children. So the first option, the first part of the program that you mentioned was around some resources, whether Mm -hmm. that's professional, is that also like actual um, information kits and things like that? What's what's that sort of part of baby in time? So through my research, I've realised that there is uh, so many platforms for people to go for counselling or, you know, psychology or life coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have reached out to the National Association of Loss and Grief okay. um, and they're willing to collaborate on this project. Um, and they offer a range of volunteers and professional counsellors to wow. support parents uh, also, SANS Australia um, are wanting to collaborate on this project. Um, so, their stillborn and neonatal death um, support. Uh, and then uh, people in our Newcastle community, like um, one of uh, a life coach that I've actually recently signed up to, yep. he has a network of life coaches that, um, yeah, their purpose is to help help women and men through these difficult times. So, mm. Uh, I think Baby in Time will be a platform where people can come to, yes, we can give, you know, support and listen, but also when we're not going to have the professional um, resources to be able to offer you support, I'm not going to personally, but I can direct those people to the help that they need. Yeah, so yeah. it's like a, a, way, a place where people can come and then be connected to yeah. the different resources that they need. And so that's not something that you're looking to get into in terms of your well. like, study or education. I, mean, I don't know if it's too early to ask that. Yeah, so I um, with this evolving so many things have come up that mm. I'm just – so excited and passionate about yes um and so my recently because I one of the hurdles I was going to bring up was I needed to figure out whether I had overcome my own grief so then that I could support other people through this uh and in the process um there was a couple of times where I like well maybe I'm not ready to launch such a big thing but then I've been, I've just signed up to a six week course um, with a life coach um, called Life Commanders. And it's basically um, six weeks and probably ongoing of relationship business and health. Mm-hmm. So that's for myself really to overcome, overcome um, my own grief. And when I was talking to Curtis, who who runs it, he was saying, you know, most businesses start from 
something like trauma or something bad that's happened because there's such a need for it. Mm -hmm. And if we can start this and also overcome your grief, um, and also I guess I'm wanting the support from women as well. Sure. Then, yeah, there's something special in that, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. You mentioned there around, I guess, some of the hurdles that you foresee Mm -hmm. um, and because it is – um, still in such the early stages, which is so exciting. Yeah. What do you, are there any things that you can kind of see already coming up that you think, you know, once I get over that bit, then I'll be able to take a little bit of a breath. Are there some things that you're already sort of seeing that may potentially be challenges or some th- sort of big milestones sure. for you and your partner and for baby in time, like yeah. personally end from the business point of view? Yeah. So when I put this out there, um, so I put a post up on my personal Facebook page, which got an amazing response, like over 400 reactions of people just saying, thank you so much for putting this out there. Wow. I was just sitting there crying and overwhelmed of how much this is needed. Um, but Basically, um, so when I yeah, put it out there on my personal Facebook page, I got an amazing response from everyone um, saying thank you so much for putting that out there. And I had a few uh, nurses and midwives contact me and say that there is such – they struggle um, because every day there's women coming in that they don't find that they're – Um, are given enough support Mm. Um, and one of the things was that a midwife mentioned was that um, you know most uh, women are given a medical certificate for three to five days uh, and then expected to go back into the workforce and for people like me I didn't go through a curette so I had to pass the baby naturally for a month so going back into the workforce when you're not mentally emotionally physically stable for some women that is horrific and that is so, so traumatizing I know one of the biggest hurdles I think for me uh, um, because that just yeah um, makes me angry and passionate <laughs> is sure. I think long term one of my goals is that I think that there needs to be some sort of leave um, for women you know, when people have stillborns, I I think that they are given four months to to grieve um, rather than the nine months off. I'm, As part of the parental leave. Yes. Yeah. Okay. But I I I don't know what that looks like yet, and sure. I think I need to address um, that in particular. Definitely. Yes, and also one of the things I was shocked with with this process is on my. Um, when I was talking to the doctors and being, uh, you know, get a certificate for what had happened, mm. um, one, the nurse had noted that I'd had a missed abortion. Yeah. <laughs> so to me, the word abortion um, signifies that there was a choice involved. And I know that this is a sensitive topic for some people, but um that the word miscarriage isn't mentioned. I, I questioned my doctor and said, you know, why is it called abortion, missed abortion? And she said that's just the medical terms for it. So let me get this right. On your medical certificate, so you, you went into the hospital, they determined that unfortunately that the, there was no heartbeat during that eight-week yeah. scan and then they talked you through your options around whether a procedure would happen, whether the baby would come uh, away naturally. And yeah. I apologise if I'm not using the correct terminology. Yeah, Please yeah, stop yeah. me and no, educate me if I am, yeah. if I'm not. And then the medical certificate that they provided to allow you to have sick leave from your full-time job, on that document it said missed abortion. Not on that document because I think that on the document they give to work, it's just generic, not fit for work or whatever. Okay, but on your medical but on record, my record, yeah, Mr. Abortion. Wow. Yeah. And for people that have religious views or just very or strong, just strong views, views about yeah, pro-choice that, and pro-life, that is a big, a big factor. Wow. And so when you brought that up with the medical staff at the 
hospital or yeah. doctor surgery, I presume. Yeah. They just said that's just how we that's document it. That's the medical terminology, terminology for it as opposed to a miscarriage or loss of life yeah wow so I don't I also don't know what the solution for that is but I think that I need to put it on your list girl (laughs) yeah so these are the hurdles that you're talking that I'm talking about and they are like system issues not just you going well look I've got to manage this between a partner and life and a job and yeah. you know starting a family and then trying to get this project off the ground this is like major system problems mm. that we've got yeah so Go if girl. anyone has any ideas <laughs> listening to this of how they can help me I would love some direction yes. I'm definitely go- I you know that's where I'm heading and I want to change change yeah this but yeah it's just Remy, this is awesome. This is so much bigger than just (laughs) coffee catch-ups, you know, for people to come and talk and and feel heard. This is like massive, like overhaul type. Yeah, there's potential. There's big potential in this to become something. And that's why, you know, when I started it, one of the women I reached out to was Megan Gale Mm -hmm. um, because she'd experienced this. And she has talked about it in the past. And she had a um, story that she wrote and she's allowing me to publish that again on my blog post. And she's obviously not ready to be a spokesperson for it, but she thinks that there's such importance in this topic to be discussed And um, when I started thinking about how Baby in Time can grow, yes, there's Baby in Time Newcastle because that's where I live. Sure. But I also see Baby in Time growing to have a representative in each town around Australia because, you know, someone that has been through it and someone that is willing to take on that role because it should be everywhere. Totally. Yeah. So so down the track you see that there's like – almost like an ambassador for baby and time in all these different yeah. parts of the country. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, the sky's the limit, right? And yeah. as long as this is an issue, and unfortunately it sounds like the statistics are not getting better no. in the foreseeable future. No. So it's actually about arming families, partners, yeah. whatever that looks like with the resources so that then we got when they're starting off on this journey, if unfortunately something does go wrong Mm -hmm. that they know where to go especially I can imagine in like remote and regional parts of our country where you know those catch-ups or just someone they know someone's coming into town once a month and they can go and chat with them exactly available I think for family and friends you know like you were saying you don't know what to say yeah but you want to help um and yes you know you can you can cook them dinner or do those little things but what if you could gift them with a necklace and say this is to honor your angel baby and here is baby in time why don't you reach out to your closest ambassador and attend one of their coffee meetups yeah. but also um read their resources like i think that's something that people can gift to parents that are going through this and for me you know if I had that that would have been the the most amazing thing for someone to gift me with I think Mm. yeah and I think too you know you mentioned at the very start about when people experience loss and unfortunately you and your family have also it's like you know people send flowers and they drop off meals and they send cards and, and contact them through message or phone and attend services and whilst that's very lovely then everyone sort of goes back to their life and like you said grief doesn't just end you know when you get your medical certificate and you go back to work or the the funerals you know done yeah it's a long like a lot of people say it never goes away you just learn to incorporate it in your life and it's just something that you live with and, and you just find a spot for it in your life and you learn how to manage that so by having these ongoing resources it might be five years down exactly the track and you know your friend goes through something that triggers something for you to have baby in time there 24 7 in the middle of the night in the middle of the day whatever that might be yeah then it's it's available to everyone not just oh you know when you're leaving the hospital you get these pamphlets call these people if you exactly. need some help and that's why you know when I even reached out to my grandma and told her what had happened she won't mind me mentioning this sure um hi grandma she said yeah she said um you know I went through I went through this 
you know, 30 years ago and it was swept under the rug and it was like, okay, well, you're all right. You'll have another baby. It's fine. You'll have another baby. And that was all that was discussed. And I think, you know, maybe for women that haven't even dipped into that grief and have just pushed it aside, baby in time could be something for them even, or, you know, if they've, they've had their three kids, but they still remember their angel baby at that was their first pregnancy wherever whatever stage they're in they can revisit baby in time and it can be that platform that they need yeah definitely and that's Mm. it you there would be people of all ages that never kind of felt that they had their chance or they were able to or they had two but there was a third out there that um that is no longer with us and that it doesn't matter what age they are yeah those resources are yeah available Exactly. to them yeah so you've obviously started to develop a presence online you've started mm-hmm. to share baby in time with your family and friends so what are some of the, sort of the next things on the uh on the to-do list apart from you know taking over the whole, <laughs> the whole country <laughs> change the world <laughs> change the world <laughs> um so just this week uh, I've spoken at the Fee Collective which is um a community for women in business uh to talk about their uh best days and worst days in business I guess um so putting it out there to that many women my story um and you know out of however many people are in there one out of four of those the statistics are that would have been through it or are going to go through it so I think um that will be my next big step and launching launching baby in time because I don't know if I've mentioned it, but it's not actually launched yet. Yeah, so that's just, a really great point. So yeah. what does a like when you say launching it, what does that look like yeah. for you? Is that making a website go live? Is that what what does the launch look like sure. for you? So uh, the three months that have just been, I've just started, you know, putting all my efforts into researching about this topic. Um, crafting all of the content, um, meeting with like, I think I've been for like 20 coffee meetups or something with women and men just, you know, talking to people because I think it's so important just to put it out there Uh, and getting these stories together. So that's given me the time to build all of that content and build the website and have the resources ready. Just this week, the website has gone live. So that uh, includes all of the resources, um, the women's and men's stories, uh, and um, the next date for the coffee meetup. Okay, great. And in terms of the stories, are you looking like are you open to having more stories or is it more so people that you'll approach or do you want people to approach you and say, look, I'm, I'd like to write my story and share it for you? Like in terms of your platform, there will be that element of story on there. Yeah, definitely. So uh, I will definitely put it out there for women and men to share their stories. Um, but obviously, you know, people responding to this platform will have already had um, – you know, made connection with baby in time and hopefully are ready to share their stories. So I'm very open for women to contact me and men um, who are prepared to to talk about it or write about it. Write about it, yeah. yeah. And, and I think, you know, being able to write it down, that can be quite therapeutic for some yeah. people, you know, whether yeah. it's talking or doing a podcast or writing or a YouTube video or whatever it is. It's like whatever that medium is that allows people to – get it get out, it out and different ways mean that they don't have to put their name to it or their family's name or anything like yes. that if they're not ready yes that's the other thing it can be anonymous and one of my friends she had um she lost her baby two weeks after she'd brought her baby home which is just horrific mm. and he would have been 17 um last month and I reached out to her and only now is she ready to tell her story and so the last um month she's put it out there and said to me I'd like to write it and she's she hasn't gotten it to me yet which is fine because I it takes time to dip into that um but she she keeps saying how therapeutic it is just to get it out on paper what Mm. she's been 
thinking and feeling for the past 17 years. Yeah. You just can't imagine. And what a beautiful opportunity you're giving those women and men and family members to write down their experience and and potentially, um, I don't assume to know what they're thinking uh, or feeling, but potentially that opportunity to really have that weight lifted and that and you're making it normal and whether they put their name to it or not it's almost irrelevant because it's about showing other people then that come to the platform to go just like you had with the lady in America um you know that it is normal for want of a better word and there are people going through it and and it's like kind of acknowledging people's feelings but also giving them permission to feel like that instead of them sitting there going I shouldn't feel like this you know everyone's like oh at least you know you can fall pregnant it's like that doesn't help it doesn't help you know it's like actually knowing that it's totally normal to feel like this and to be going through these feelings and to you know be withdrawing for your partner or your family or whatever that is and you know questioning so many different things yes reading other people's version of their account to yeah. go oh this is actually exactly where I am meant to be this exactly. isn't abnormal no. what I'm feeling this is exactly where all these other men and women were at their point as yeah. well yeah and I think one of the biggest um things that people the the stories I've read they feel loneliness guilt and shame and a responsibility for it and that's ridiculous because it's about the chromosomes not meeting it's nothing to do with the female body um and I think breaking those stigmas down and letting women know that it's it's not their fault Mm. and this is normal and this happens so often and no one's talking about it like we need to start talking about this yeah and it's it's interesting you know you say oh like that's ridiculous but then I guess for those women and men that is such a real feeling yeah totally like you know it's ridiculous because you know the statistics statistics, but but like I didn't know those statistics no and I I and I was saying I was thinking those ridiculous things because that was I wasn't educated about how often it happened yeah yeah there's so much education required isn't it isn't there and to make people know it's okay to talk about it and to not feel alone and to know that it's nothing that you did no it's just I don't know nature or the human body or a thousand other things that we actually don't know what they are and therefore can't do anything about them they're absolutely out of our control Mm -hmm. um but that's that's not going to you know hold people at night when they're feeling sad or guilt or shame or like like they failed in some way they've let people down so giving them those resources to arm them with the knowledge to understand not only their feelings but also then the actual science and statistics behind it right yeah that's exactly right you mentioned earlier when you put the post out on social media that you did have quite a lot of comments and feedback and as someone who's friends with you on social media I saw some of those things and it definitely gave a lot of people permission to go Mm. Remy we're really sorry for what happened to you and Jack and it happened to us as well and I remember thinking and I think I wrote it on there and sort of went like I hope you're doing something tonight to look after yourself because one putting that out there is insanely brave and I totally applaud you for that but then you've also opened up like for everyone else to put their story on your shoulders Mm -hmm. not just that night but in general since your loss Mm -hmm. what do you do to make sure that you take care of yourself so that you can now take care of all these other people that will be coming to and already are coming to you yeah so When I started this, um, I've had to realize that, yeah, I need to be at a place in my own grief that I can comfort and support other people. And I guess when it comes down to it, that's a decision that I've made that I'm the kind of person that it's, that helps me, you know, helping other people helps me through the process. So, um, I think I'm I'm totally ready to take that on, but I also think that um, I do need support. So I've signed up to a 
um, Life Commanders course and um, for business guidance um, and also grief guidance, I guess, uh, because I need to look after myself when I, I know that women will start putting their stories onto me, which is amazing, but also that it comes a point where that could that could get too much and that's why the resources are there um, for me to recommend uh, these people to these resources. In terms of the professional counsellors and coaches and psychiatrists and psychologists and all of that, is that something that was easy for you to find either for yourself um, and your family or now in terms of trying to build like a list of people that you can refer to do you find that did you find that there's enough out there in terms of counselors and psychiatrists and and um, people to support yeah. families going through this I when I started looking there was um, but even on the government website, I went on and there's, you know, a list of resources and five of those were invalid. And, and like the link didn't work. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. And those little things, you know, if that's the only place someone's going for resources, then they're just going to stop and not worry about it. And they're potentially already in the yeah. depth of that yeah. dark, dark hole. And you know what it's like, even when you just, I don't know, got PMS or something, yeah. and like your phone's not working or the, the printer's broken, that's enough to tip you over the edge. Exactly. Let alone when you're in the depths of this yeah. grief and shame and guilt. Yeah. And so. Uh, I hope you sent them some feedback. <laughs> I didn't know like, what I should <laughs> Yeah. But when I started looking for my own, for this, there is so many platforms out okay. there, which is amazing. Big organizations that have volunteers and, um, and have the resources out there, but I think it's not until you start looking deeper that you you find that there is that many. Mm. But also, from a you know, if it was if someone was going through this and you just directed them to Baby in Time, it's one stop shop right. kind of. I know that sounds bad, but yeah, a, a one place that offers everything out there. Yeah, and do you feel like when and you don't have to answer this if you don't want, but when you were right in it and, you know, you were coming out of the hospital and those sorts of um, things, were there resources given to you? Like were, no. Like I kind of in my head think people are given pamphlets and follow-up phone calls and things like that. I have no experience yeah. know, personally in this area. So I was surprised because I, I'm from a marketing and graphic design background, mm-hmm. so I'm all about the user journey and that kind of thing. Sure. And when I was in hospital, um, when I left, it was kind of like, okay, you know, you can go home now and deal with it. There was no brochure given to me at the least, nothing. And so then I personally contacted the National Association of Loss and Grief and they gave me so many resources, um, brochures and website links, which was incredible. But if if I'm not taking that next step, there was nothing given to me. And do you feel like in the future one way to get baby in time in front of these families is through these? Yeah. So know. I've spoken to one of the nurses that works at the hospital and she's wanting me to come in and talk to the nurses and midwives Amazing. about maybe suggesting baby in time for women. Yeah. Um, well, they need that to do going a slip them a card or a sticker or a little brochure exactly. or something. Exactly. And then that's the only place that they need to go. Right. To then be directed to the right help. And connected to all these other resources. Yeah. Amazing. Rather than, you know, 20 other, you know, 20 links that they've tried to research themselves. Trawling through. Yeah. It's yeah. not necessary when they're at that stage of the and grief. And especially I can only imagine you're not like at your most no full, you know most switched on in terms of your headspace exactly the hospitals and the medical centers are obviously a really great yeah avenue yeah um for for the business what other kind of areas do you see being great ways to get 
you know, your information in front of those families? Are they the main kind of areas? Uh, so Harriet from Newcastle Mamas Group has okay. reached out. She has been incredible. We met for coffee and we started talking about what I was doing. And then the next afternoon, she sent me an afternoon pick-me-up box oh, with, wow. filled with all of these beautiful, like, um or healthy organic things just saying what you're doing is amazing and I'm like people out there that give you that boost um yeah when I needed it the most was just incredible and so she um she's reached out and obviously the people that we're talking to are very similar Mm. and people in her mum's group may have experienced this and they're the conversations that we want to start in mums groups Mm -hmm. um, because I think that's a really important platform Mm. and baby in time could be recommended to those women so through either online or offline family like mums and dads groups and then through medical facilities and then also through your own social media yeah awesome if there's someone listening that thinks they've been through something, they can see that there is, um, I guess, a gap in support services or the market, whether that's a product or a service, and they're thinking about wanting to start something mm-hmm. like like this, not necessarily in this area, but just in terms of a some sort of project or business or um, hobby in this space, is there any advice that you would give give to anyone listening that's thinking of maybe starting up their own project or initiative yeah um the biggest one would be just to talk to people in the industry because you know you want to talk to the people um that have have already done the research and that are educated um but also talk to people that have no idea about what you're doing or the industry because then you've get a different perspective on what you're starting um and also self-doubt's a big one I think like if you have a good idea that you believe in and you think that it's going to benefit someone in your community and you truly do believe in it I think you should just do it like I yes I've thought about my business model now but at the beginning it was just a passion and a and a really it was I was angry and I just wanted to do something about it. And if you've got that passion from the beginning, don't doubt yourself, just do it. Mm, yeah, <laughs> just <it's>, do it. <laughs> it's interesting because so many people are kind of, um, I guess there's two camps, right? There's the, you need to have the business plan and the business model and the this and the that of course, and all yeah. that. And then there's other people that are just like, I need to harness this emotion that I'm yeah feeling and turn it into something like just start a Facebook page, start an Instagram page, you know, get the URL for $20 a year and get an email that's got that, you know, the domain and just something like make a bloody logo in paint for all we care. But (laughs) yeah, yeah, it's just like harness that energy and, and either of those will options will work for different people depending on how they work. But it's about just channeling that energy and stop doubting yourself if it's truly something yeah you're passionate about and you know what if it helps one person like I am I can hand on heart say someone will have listened to this and will feel like their feelings have been acknowledged and they've been heard and they've been seen although you know it's a podcast if that's all that it does then you've already change someone's life exactly and anything on top of this is just just a cream right yeah exactly because it's, if, it, if there's if it makes one person's life a little bit better why would you not want to do it exactly you don't have to have millions of dollars or no you know all of this it's just like it's just about one starting person. it's just yeah. buying the url getting the facebook page knocking up a little logo or finding someone who's got a bit of a creative eye and getting them to turn it into a little logo design or something like yeah. just something and then okay now you've done that then the next thing might be to get an email address mm-hmm. and the next thing to be book your first coffee with someone from within the industry or yeah. and and say can I buy you a coffee I just want to run something by you tell me if it's been done or it's silly or there's something you know missing from it mm-hmm. just a little bit by little bit exactly and yeah that was when I was laying on the lounge one day exhausted and 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 angry about how much it happens but no one's doing anything about it 
I literally got on my laptop and bought my ABN straight away and set up my email address without much thought to it and obviously now I've I've really considered the the marketing behind it because I am from that background and and the user journey but that can come at a later stage before you launch it obviously but um those little things you've made a commitment and you've just got to do it now yeah if if to nobody else but yourself no one even has to know that you've done that you know you've got the abn what's the worst thing that can happen yeah you don't use it that's fine it's not hurting anybody it's just like those little bits and then you get that momentum that excitement i'm like i think i might actually be doing something here you know and that spurs you it spurs you on yeah definitely yeah Yeah. remy thank you so much for coming and chatting with me if people want to find out more about baby in time where can they find more information they can uh, go onto our website, babyintime.com.au. Uh, we've also got Facebook, um, a Facebook page, a Facebook community group, and an Instagram page. Um, awesome. So, yeah, I'm sure you'll share the Yes, <laughs> I'll put that all in the show notes. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much sharing. for having me. Oh, it's, honestly, it's my pleasure. I've learned a lot about um, the space that you're working in and I think you're setting a really beautiful example to encourage other women to talk about it or write about it in an anonymous way or just you know go and like the page check in with someone who you know may have experienced you know pregnancy or infant lost and it might be a while ago now and just to check in with them and and see if they do need anything or or tell them about baby in time and it might be something that they can use so Mm -hmm. thank you for being so open and um yeah generous with your story because I can't imagine it's easy to you know probably at the moment where you're telling it a lot and lots of you know all your (laughs) coffee meetings so thank you so much um as Remy said if you would like to find more information out about baby in time you can visit babyintime.com.au um if there's someone in your world that you think may be interested in Remy and baby in time's story please feel free to share this episode um with them and we will be back again in the next week or so with a new episode of the bowl platform thank you remy thank you so much for having me you're doing the exact same thing by giving people this platform so you should be very proud of yourself too (laughs) thank you i appreciate that thank you so much